welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. And today, I have two zines for you. Well, uh, the first and second of a series, I'm not 100% certain. I'll actually, while I'm doing this, I will actually take the time and Google to see <laughs> if the third issue's out. Because I did hear that the third issue is supposed to be coming out a while back of this zine. But the zine is called Aquilus. And it's done by Vasily who is the person behind seeing flame. And they have been on the show before. If you go back to the zine month episodes, uh, silly had a, another zine there that he's putting out called dungeon D N G N, which hopefully will come in sooner than later. Uh, I've seen some of the pictures uh, posted on the Kickstarter. We're still waiting for that one to come in, but I'm very excited to see, Especially after reading these, I'm very excited to see what that zine has in store for us. So I, I'm looking forward to that. These are pretty good. You will find them useful at your table. What will you find them useful for? <laughs> let's talk about that. Well, let's talk about what it is first. Aquilus. I'm not going to read it all to you, but I'm going to kind of summarize what I glazed off the introductions because each one has an introduction. Apparently, he has written like over a decade or so, uh, thousands of pages worth of this setting called Aquilus, and it decided to start releasing it bit by bit in shorter zine format as he builds up and and adds to this setting. It's said to be for OSR RPGs, uh, which it's not very stat heavy. So there's not a whole lot to worry about in here about about like perhaps not being compatible with something. You can probably run it with your fifth edition is just as well as other systems that aren't based on D&D for the most part. There's a few things here and there like there are stats for the characters which give you the basic armor class. It gives you in both ascending and descending hit points and weapons things like that their levels and spells so that's going to be kind of along the lines of what you're used to in your basic D, D type stuff your ose or swords and wizardry i'm assuming so now that that's out of the way <laughs> that's what it is it is a big setting and i'd say that it's not compiled as one big setting currently it's just kind of snippets of it what we get are different locations almost laid out in a manner to be uh, kind of intended to be hex crawled through. It gives you the first issue. We get this city, Augur Saunas, is a small settlement located in Aquilus. It's got some, in, it's got like a little map of, of Augur Saunas. The art in this, let me add, is, is really neat. It apparently is a lot of intellectual property free kind of stuff that's out there in the open older art and they he's done some really good interesting things with it as well i'm not 100 percent who did the, certain who did the covers i thought i had read before to see cover excavation of russell's was done in 1912 so i'm assuming this is some kind of public domain image or something along those lines i'm not 100 percent sure because they look very vibrant so whatever was done with these public domain images I think there may have been a little 
fixing up or embellishment of them to make them look as good as they do here? Uh, maybe not. Maybe they they were found this crisp. So Agersonis is the first city. It lays it out. It uh, gives you a little location map with the different numbers and keys to the numbers. There's some interesting things in here that's unique that I've never run into in game. Um, to be totally honest, I don't plan on running an Aquilus campaign, but there are things in here that I may yank out for encounters for my characters and I may even use like Augur Saunas as a city at some point in time for my players when they encounter it. One, a couple of them, there's an alchemist there. It's interesting. Some of these, some of these characters and NPCs that are introduced might be a little on the creepy side or slightly morbid. Some of the things going on with them. There is a, the candle is interesting. There's a gigantic candle and the wick is gold and it's worth like 800 gold points, but it's, it's lit like routinely at night, I believe. And then if you try to blow it out, there's these vapor spirits that will emerge and attack you that can do nasty things to you. It goes through uh, kind of laying out the different points and stuff on that map of Augur Saunas and filling it out. They are very unique. Every Most entries are unique enough and interesting enough in what they give you there that you can run a whole adventure around just about any of the key location. You can expand on pretty quick and easy. They give you a lot to work with and seeds for future adventures and things. If you're going to run a sandbox campaign... There's some good stuff in here to be sprinkling about what your players run into and lots of things for them to grab onto and follow that you can make a fun adventures out of. And I think that's the strength of both of the issues that here of Aquilus that I've read so far. There are a lot of other tables like so like Rusko here. They're still on issue one, which is Augursonis mostly. There's the gossip table and it's filled with interesting gossip. And all these, most of these points of gossip, I can hear if they come out, they could be something that the players, if they decide to fixate on and follow into and go down that rabbit hole, that they can easily be built upon. A fountain spouting water that heals all sickness has erupted from the ground nearby. It is attracting unwanted visitors. A local musician is rumored to resurrect people by playing their instrument. It can kill people too. And there's just a couple of the inserts and the, the random as a D16 gossip table. Then there are some events for the city itself. What kinds of things happen in Augursonis? High up in the sky, at least a thousand feet, 1D3 sailing ships fly in close formation. Oars can be seen falling from the side, cutting through the air in unison. A scraggly man comes up to the PCs and offers the ability of lucid dreaming at a bargain price. He takes out a bottle containing a purple mist swirling inside. There's a lot of things that you could really just, just run with and, and do interesting things with it. Uh, there are There's a D16 table of tomes. What unique books are in Augur Augursonis? Augursonis's private libraries. An incomplete history of the future. A small book contains the diary of an explorer detailing his many journeys up a major river included are some rough sketch maps of various locales. Treats the long-lost kingdom smothered by the woods. And it seems like a lot of these have 
you could get these books and give it to the players. And if they became curious, you might be able to expand on it. And they could also lead to further adventures and exploration as well. One of the uh, locales has a pool that will mutate you. So there's a metamorphosis page. And the mutations are, it's not like DCC or something like that really too. But some of them are interesting. It's not like over the top. Um, going for Gonzo's strangeness, it doesn't seem, but they are some interesting entries. Um, their body generates a cold, softly glowing light at night. Youth, DH, 2D10 years for the next 1D4 weeks. Once per week, the PC can distill a vial of their blood into a potion to heal 1D4 hit points. Becomes strangely beautiful, unnaturally so, increasing charisma by plus two, and a few other mutations there as well. And then they have an arcana section, which has a lot of just different magic items and oddities that would be interesting in game. A couple of them, I wonder if they would be game breaking if I allowed the players to have. There are a few things like the jar of life is the first one I found interesting. A small jar formed and trans formed of translucent material. Place organic matter or a severed limb inside, and it will remain alive forever until removed. So if you lose your finger in a shop accident, it'd be a great thing to have sitting around so you can get to the hospital. <laughs> Locales. Who are the people living here, and what are their customs? And it kind of goes in more to give you some interesting flavor for the game itself. And that you could probably use with any game in any town. There's also a search to the body uh, chart here a 2d12 that has a lot of interesting different things you can find uh clicks what the villagers say about cults and their factions and then there is the information on the sister i'm not sure if i mentioned the sister but there's one of the locations is interesting it's got a woman there who's been sleeping for a thousand years and her sister's been looking over her and my first reading that was like she's been watching her for a thousand years so there's a little more to the sister herself and uh, some of the characters there that they add could be lots of fun. Now, I'm going to jump over to the second issue itself and kind of give you an idea of some of the cool stuff in there as well. You get a nice hex map of the region and area called Osteria. And Osteria, it gives you, it doesn't give you a defined, this is here, this is here. It kind of lets you, it gives you lots of charts to roll to have encounters of things that will be put out places one of the first things is roll to populate hexes with features and landmarks and it gives you a bunch of features and landmarks that would be great to run a run, have running a hex crawl there's a weather table that is bonkers it's not regular weather <laughs> all of it's different and i i, I there's a there's about an 80 to 90% chance I may be using this weather table here in my own home game very soon. I like some of the stuff in it. Chrome yellow rain turns whatever strikes it invisible for 1D4 hours. Light blue storm freezes isolated pockets of space and transports them backward in time. Also has a minor teleportation effect, which is unsettling. So they have lots of strange weather occurrences. And then they have another table moving on for more hex encounters. Then it gives some in-depth locations. It also gives suggestions. Like one is the Austerian Gardens. It kind of goes into running this beautiful garden. Lots of great descriptors. The scent and everything else. It kind of 
kind of covers the good a good way to run it, a good way to kind of catch the players' imaginations. But it also gives you a few suggestions for other books and other modules that would be located there. And they do that for a few of these. Uh, in here, they say The Gardens of Yin by Emmy Allen and Winter's Daughter by Gavin Norman are two that they would suggest running for the uh, the Aust- Austerian Gardens, I believe it's pronounced. And then it just this the rainbow lake is interesting because they there's like an island in the lake and there's this permanent rainbow. But as you approach the permanent rainbow, apparently the different colors are clusters of flying butterflies. There's all kinds of interesting magics that's occurring and, and odd things. Uh, what things are on the island? There's an oasis with a waterfall. The water is falling off. An eternal fire has burnt for a billion years. It contains secrets nobody must ever know. It's, it's got some good stuff to spark the imagination. And I, I don't think I'm going to go over every single location that's given here, although there are some, some good and interesting ones that are... It, it definitely deviates from what I normally get in my average campaigns, and it, it brings a little element of fantasy to the game. That Very unique type encounters and interactions and stuff like that are laid out here that would be what if you're if if you're looking for something to run you like to do your own stuff and you like to build your own world this is a great thing to snag to help fuel some of those ideas and give you some direction because a lot of this stuff is just seeds for ideas and it's not even like a whole like you could make entire adventures off of most of these seeds the way i'm reading this it gives you a lot of stuff to get those juices flowing so they got the Mines of Logos is an interesting one because they're mining words and words like float out like smoke and letters do like smoke and stuff like that. It smells warm like cinnamon. Everything within the mine is edible. And it kind of goes more into the minds uh, of Logos where the world, the world is made of words. I really like what they say in here. I'm trying to find it. Um, Language does not describe reality. It creates reality. It describes. Language is a map to navigate the world. I really appreciate that. Um, There's the glorious city of Holgarth. Oh, by the way, the Minds of Logos also gives a couple different suggestions for other adventures you could snag and take a look at and, and play in place of these. So it gives you Journey to the Center of Aerith by Harley Stroh from DC for the DCC. Veins of the Earth by Patrick Stewart and Operation Unfathomable by Jason Schultes. Are the three that I suggest there. Uh, it goes into the city of Haldorith. It gives you lots, again, lots of random tables to flesh it out and things to interact with. Cults, encounters, uh, rumors, city life itself, all kinds of things that you can just expand on and, and run with and get creative with. And then it gives you this list of spheres, like magical spheres. Some of these magical spheres definitely seemed like they might be a little too overpowered. Some of them were interesting, but definitely I feel that they're more interesting than a lot of the magic items that I get out of just their basic books and a few other places they definitely are creative magic items and it tells you what this each sphere is made of this one here the sphere of dissipated warmth is carved in lime green moldavite so it tells you like what they're made out of and then at the end you get some links and connections between the different areas and regions that are given here overall i'd say that both of these aquilas 
zines are well worth checking out and well worth picking up. I would say that I'm probably going to use some snippets of them in my own game. They definitely get my creative juices flowing reading through it. And it, it gives you a lot, especially if you want to run a sort of sandbox campaign where the players are taking charge and following leads to where they want to go. There's tons of great stuff to go in there that would be really easy to kind of expand on on the fly and stuff like that. Like, oh boy, how am I going to respond to this? What am I going to do here? <laughs> I think that you could come up with some good stuff because they give you some good foundations and good seeds there that can grow on it. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon and we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>